Well, welcome to the Deeper Dive Podcast. Each week we take a deeper look at the text we covered in worship on Sunday. We do that by discussing things like historical settings and literary context, the way others before us have read the text, and our reflective approach to reading that same text. Well, today we're following up on uh, contentment. Uh, this is the second uh, time I've pressed the record button here, so <laughs> this will be this will be uh, this will be a fun one. I'm sure I can already tell. So, <laughs> a little bit of Ecclesiastes, a little bit of Luke, a little bit of uh, Hebrews, just kind of all over uh, all over the place. I think yeah. uh, today. So, but focusing in again on that idea of what does it mean to be content, and uh, just exploring that yeah. a little bit more. Uh, the longer I worked on this, um, the more I wanted to spend time uh, working on this. Uh, and uh, of course, last week was a bit of a busy week, and so um, I probably could have kept going for another hour, an hour and a half Sunday morning at each service, just uh, with thoughts. This would have been a wonderful sermon to have had um, an interactive uh, kind of dialogue sermon going on. I think with folks, Can t- trying to trying to wrestle. A handle on defining contentment is as varied as each person uh, that was sitting in the room or listening or watching over live stream. Well, uh, right, yeah. And you know, one of the notes you made as you're getting ready for this was, "Does contentment is it the same for every person?" And I think you know, people would probably go, "Well, obviously not." But is there any overlap? What are the differences? You know. Is it as different as every person sitting out there, and what what does that mean, mm-hmm. you know, for us as the church together? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It, um, I think, uh, off of off of a surface kind of look, people might uh, might apply the word happy to contentment. Mm-hmm. And I, I think it's much deeper than that. Uh, I think it's much deeper in the sense that, at least for a Christian, it comes back to the depth or the width or the height of our awareness of God, uh, our awareness of, uh, well, in Hebrews it says, He would not leave us, nor will He forsake us. How deep does that go into our soul, and how deep does that go into our spirit? I mean, I've experienced, uh, Paul talks about this all the time when he was in prison, and yet rejoicing. Uh, And there was a measure of contentment that he was doing what he felt God called him to do, which was to preach and teach the gospel of Jesus Christ in the places that he did, even though he knew ahead of time sometimes, I think, Mm -hmm. that he was going to end up in jail over it. But in those circumstances, there was a sense of contentment, a Mm -hmm. sense that this is right, this is good. Uh, I think about, again, I said this Sunday, he and Silas um, in chains, literally hand and foot in chains, and that prison guard, uh, they, they had the opportunity to escape, as I recall, but they didn't. And that prison guard got to hear the gospel in a way that he probably never would have had the chance before to hear mm-hmm. that. So contentment for the Christian person, um, I think we get as caught up in the worldly side of reaching for contentment or reaching for the stars or reaching for success as anybody else does. Um, My hope and prayer is – and the struggle, and I'm just saying flat out it's still a struggle – is to keep our eyes focused on Jesus and not on the stuff that – Oh, if you buy this new thing, and 
other than Corvettes, cars don't really rock my boat as much anymore. Uh, but woodworking tools just might uh, do that. Sure. Uh, and if you buy this new thing, it'll be, uh, you know, you'll be happy. You'll be blissful for all of 20 seconds or sure, the first yeah. time you use it and then the newness is worn off on it. So. Right. Um, I was just uh, I was pondering some of those things in the sense of uh, um, I've been in conversations with somebody recently who has some uh, mental wellness issues, um, high, high, high level of anxiety, uh, and all kinds of offshoots of that, um, and thinking how can I pray or what can I say to them that uh, would bring a level of contentment that they certainly at this point in time have not known. Um, and sometimes I think that uh, in some of those cases, uh, to find contentment, you have to f- seek some other help um, that God gives us, whether that's psychiatrist or psychologist or whatever those dimensions are. Um, but I think that uh, uh, if some of you are listening this morning or this afternoon and say, you know, I really struggle with some of these things. I struggle with depression. I struggle with bipolar kinds of issues. Um, it's a struggle for anybody, I think, to find that contentment. It's something we want to have or we have to search out and seek for. But I want to encourage you not to give up and to keep searching for it and seeking for it. And appreciate the moments when you grabbed a hold of it, even it's even if it's for five minutes, and you can breathe in that yeah, five minutes. Sure, and it, you know, I, I think contentment is about um, well, it's you know, it's living in the appropriate time. I think that's what um, the the parable and the gospel reading uh, is about. He's storing up things for the future, so he's building these things. So he's living in a future that he can't live in, <clears throat> that doesn't exist. Yet, and that's always going to be unsatisfying mm-hmm. uh, to to live in a future that doesn't exist, and that um, your ability to will it into existence um, is marginal, mm-hmm. really. And that's where you know the Ecclesiastes passage and the Luke passage, I think, come together really well, is to say, even if you try to do this all right for the future version of yourself. Um, that will be unsatisfying <laughs> in some sense. Uh, and that, um, you know, those who want to uh, place all of their um, hope for having the good life and getting it together by preparing for that, um, you know, Jesus is saying to us, that's a problem. Mm-hmm. And I think the, the inverse of that is, is true as well. Um, living in a time other than your own, which would be, kind of looking toward the past and saying, oh, I had it so much better then. If only I could get now like it was yeah. then. So nostalgia becomes that substitute for contentment um, as well. You know, remember when we had it good uh, in Egypt, you know, mm-hmm. <laughs> so to speak, is what is how the how scripture would put it. Um, and so those two, those two outlying areas of reaching for the past or um, hoping in a future that only you have control of, over, um, it's just a, it's a cesspool for discontentment, uh, I think, in terms of those readings um, for, for Sunday. And um, I think that's something that we all need to hear a lot these days. And I, you know, I'm glad the series that we're in, 
you know, the title of it is building on the past, not not living in the past, but right. building on the past and looking to the future, not banking on the future. So there's some, you know, there's some uh, some small discrepancies there, but I think those are big words that um, that really help us be content now and in the future and maybe even, you know, um, take some of our past and rewrite that as well in mm-hmm. some ways. But yeah, I, th- I thought that was an interesting kind of mix of of, of texts and our, uh, you know, the, the the title of that series that had been picked so long ago, mm-hmm. you know, way back there. Yeah. <laughs> Just kind of an interesting yeah. coalescing of uh, of words there. But yeah, I um I um I think about um the the what you were saying and picking up on it it may have been Henry that was talking about uh to find contentment we've got to really live in the present uh because the, right we can't relive the past and we can't make the future and to find that moment of contentment even in the day if we have to take it day by day or maybe even hour by hour right um that is uh, that's just part of the way it works. I don't yeah. whether that's God's eternal plan for that. I'm not a hundred percent certain. I think that uh, probably uh, none of us quite grasp the uh, the sin nature, and that's I really did not yeah. get into that Sunday morning, and I really wish I would have said more about that. Um, right. Yeah. Well, and you had put in your notes here that uh, the idea of um, covenant or covet- covetousness. Mm-hmm. Boy, that's a hard one to say sometimes. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, the the desire or the wanting of someone else's things in order to fulfill your own mm-hmm. need for contentment, and how that's the shadow side of of contentment. Yeah. Um, and that is, uh, boy, that's something that's just out there every day, I think, for a lot of people. I think um, I got into that maybe in one of the services, but I don't mm-hmm. believe I got there for all three. No, I don't think so. Uh, part of that was because um, um, I just felt impressed Sunday morning that something needed to be said about oh, what sure. happened Saturday and yeah. the week before, so that threw the mix off a bit. But uh, mm-hmm. that thing in the Ten Commandments, uh, Thou shalt not covet, um, it says, and this this piece here again, going back to Hebrews, uh, do not get caught up in this love of money. Now, money represents a lot of different things, right? But it's the love of stuff. It's the love of, um, or the possession of stuff, or the owner, the owning of stuff, or the controlling of stuff, or the distribution of stuff, or, or the, even the power that goes yeah, with that, right? You know, I just yeah. was – while I was waiting for you a while ago, I was reading, again, another uh, story of an assault on somebody mm-hmm. uh, by somebody uh, uh, who had money and power. Right. And those two things not, – not that I want to get into the sex conversation this sure. afternoon. But Thanks. I appreciate those three, that. <laughs> those three things are tied together. Yeah. Uh, somebody said to me one time, uh, if you have uh, money and power, then you can have – at least in your mind, whatever other experiences you want to have, right. or you can use that other experience, try to manipulate it into gaining power or maybe even money. Right. And um, those two things are still come back to coveting. Yeah. Yep. Something that uh, we don't have, something we want or think we want without 
recognizing the consequences of it. So, right, and I think we're really uh, unaware today that we kind of uh, soak in this soup of of coveting. I mean, the whole our a lot of our market economy. There's a lot of great things about that, but one of the drawbacks of that, at least as it's implemented today, is that we have. Um, message after message after message after message that is convincing us to want things that we don't have. Mm-hmm. And that's the definition of, mm-hmm. <laughs> of It really coveting. is. I you read know? someplace yeah. one time that I think out of a 30-minute uh, TV show, there's 12 to 14 minutes of advertising to get us to buy something. Yeah, 22 and a half minutes. Oh, 20. Well, 22 and a half minutes is usually programming. Okay, and, then the, and the other, rest is... The right. other's ads, yeah. Yeah, yeah. It's, uh, it's pretty startling what that is. Uh, and it must work because we keep, I mean, we keep feeding into that system, it seems right. like. Well, it's, it's, hard to, it's hard to jump out of that cycle, and um, it's easy, I think, just to, to think that that's the way things are and and should be mm-hmm. and that there aren't any other alternatives and um you know um again not to say that uh, all parts of that system are bad but this one certainly creeps over into a pretty unhealthy and and um un- unsatisfying for sure kind of experience and somehow to be able to say that to believers Without coming down so heavy-handed on them, but to say to them that right. you are missing the joy of the Lord and mm-hmm. getting caught up into that. Now, if you didn't grow up, I, I, I pause for a moment. Uh, if you didn't grow up in a Christian home, you're certainly, I think, more susceptible to that. Although there's lots of church-going homes that I'm not sure there was a lot delineated on how to do that differently sure. either. Mm-hmm. Um, so uh, it uh, is just something I think that we – I don't think we realize the big the, – the, the size, the, the, the magnitude of the battle that's going on um, for our lives and for our soul in these kinds of coveting sorts of situations. Right. Yeah. It re- yeah, it really – it promises something that it can't deliver, mm-hmm. uh, and it uh, distracts us from the things that that can and will. And uh, you know, again, it's just a, it's a, it's a pretty vicious cycle that is hard to break out of. I think for a lot of, of people, um, but it's possible to do that. I think again, becoming aware of uh, the moment that's right in front of you is a great place to begin. Um, you know, you. You already have what you need. I mean, that's that's a lot of what Jesus is talking about in the Gospels, and certainly in this in this parable that was uh, read on on Sunday. You know, mm-hmm. <laughs> it's like you have what you need. This person who tried to get more ended up not not getting it, mm-hmm. uh, and um, you know, I think it's always a good reminder for all of us. Uh, yeah, it. Uh, I just had a thought, and it was a good one, but it's escaped. Oh, well. Uh, I don't know where it is. Maybe running up and down the hall or something. It could uh, be. Yeah, right. it's gone. It's gone. Well. Anyway, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, anything else that you wanted to cover today and, and uh, inside us? I, I just think words of encouragement to everybody who might be listening mm-hmm. that um, – that that joy and contentment and that hope-filled life and that peace is there. Mm-hmm. 
Mm-hmm. Uh, we just uh, uh, we need to uh, recognize it's there. Oh, I know what I was going to say. I, um, I I think about the moments that I find I'm most contented and peaceful is usually about five or five thirty in the morning. What I sit down for mm-hmm. quiet time. Sure. Yeah. And I get quiet, and I just listen for God's voice, or I may read His Word, and that centers the day and helps yeah. keep me focused and grounded. Mm-hmm. Now, that sounds old-fashioned, I know, in today's world, but I think that's one of the spiritual disciplines that uh, is yeah. a healthy one yeah, absolutely. Um, for us to do and, yeah. and, and to develop or to practice. So, yeah. yeah, definitely. All right. Well, uh, next week is... Uh, all Saints Sunday, so it'll be a different kind of week uh, for us. But we'll uh, we'll be back to talk about all things Saints, <laughs> I guess. <laughs> so until then, uh, grace and peace. Mm-hmm.